0: At First Baptist Church, our mission is to follow our Lord Jesus Christ and to lead all others to a joyful life with him. Our hope is that you will encounter Jesus Christ in such a way that you will have joyful news to go and tell. Amen. Turn with me in your bulletin to our reverse text for this week, in Matthew 7, 24 through 29, and we're going to read that aloud together. And as you find that, let's stand. This then is the text for today. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew, slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fault. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching for he was teaching them as one having authority Not as their scribes. May God bless the reading of His Word. This world that we live in is an ordered world. When it was created, it was not at random, but intentional. The creation of the earth itself was an intentional act of God so that when you look around and you study this world that we live in, there is this profound and holy math behind that which is created. All of the created worlds work together in this cosmic rhythm that continues without us. And what we see and what we'll recognize on this earth is that the natural and physical laws fit together because God as creator set all of this, the world and the cosmos into motion and God was particular in that creation event. There is absolutely nothing haphazard about creation. There is nothing haphazard about that which God set into motion from the stars above to your life below. Now, I know there are times that this earth looks like unsupervised chaos. It it, it looks like there's hardly anything left and that we're hanging on by a thread. There are plenty of moments, and we've all lived them, when life doesn't seem to add up. Even if we go back to that crucifixion event. Midday, the skies darkened and the earth began to shake. It, it looks like unsupervised chaos. But God is in control. And when we come to these moments where life looks like unsupervised chaos, there, there's usually a few different things going on. Sometimes it's that we are just naive. We are, we are ignorant to reality. We can't see through the darkness onto the cross. But there's plenty of other times too that we, we start to recognize this unsupervised Chaos, or what looks like unsupervised chaos is because we, as human beings, have completely ignored God's order of things. That there is a created order that has been set forth, and when we fight against it, and, and when we turn against God's ways, there, there is this friction that starts to build. And the further we run away from God, the worse it gets. You see, Jesus is telling us here in the text, for the here and now, I mean, for this Sunday in 2024, for your life today, there is a wise way to live your life and there's a foolish way to live your life. There's a way to live with the created order of things and there's a way to defy God and his order of things. How are you living your life this day? The wise way or the foolish way? And Jesus uses two builders to set this up in an analogy for us. A wise builder and a foolish one. And as Jesus is teaching here, we know there there is one wise way. Jesus is distinct in this and clear in this. There's one, one wise way to do this. But there is a myriad of, of ways that are foolish to live your life. Thousands of paths of destruction. But Jesus has, has laid out a path from the moment of creation for you. As Jesus is working through the Sermon on the Mount, which we've been in the last three months, Jesus is giving us clear instructions that are markers towards this wise way of living. He, he says, I'm, I'm going to help you eternally. This is true, but, but watch me and listen to me. I, I will help you right now. And, and that if, if you will, will immediately obey me, your life will be more stable. And the, the closer you come to Jesus' teaching, the more stable your life will be. This is, this is a, a wise way of living that, that goes beyond salvation. And this is what I mean by that. It, it actually begins at salvation. In that we know that the way of wisdom set forth in scripture begins at the cross of Jesus Christ. This way that is foolish to the world, but it is life for us who believe in Him. See, this cross is where we find our salvation and where this way of wisdom begins for us. It's the first waypoint in living wisely. It's coming to God through the cross of Jesus Christ. There's no other way of salvation, there's no other way to begin this walk. You see, a lot of us think that we can come to righteousness or goodness or peace by living right. But you don't get there on your own effort. For salvation, the only effort that matters is the work of Christ on the cross. And once you come to know that, the Spirit of God begins to reveal where your life is headed. You see, once you, once you come to the cross and, and you, you surrender to Jesus at his cross and you, you, you lay your life out before him, and, and you, you, you take the, the guilt and, and, and the, the pain and everything that you bear in life and when you place it at the cross of Jesus, there is this immediate relief and this new life that is found for us in the cross that is the wise way of living. And as you come to that, God's going to begin to lay out the next steps for your life. But this is immensely difficult for us. Because almost immediately, God will begin to affect change in your heart. When you come to the cross of Jesus Christ, you are transformed. I want you to recognize in this, Jesus doesn't transform to you. Jesus doesn't change his word based on who you are and what you want. In fact, it's the exact opposite. As you lay your life out before the cross of Jesus Christ, what happens is he begins to reshape your heart and your life to adjust you to him, to bring you into his ways and, and the cross of Jesus is immediately transformative in your life. You adjust to Jesus. You see, once you, once you get off that broad way and, and, and you, you come onto the narrow way, that single path that is following Jesus, he's gonna begin to change you. This is what Jesus does for every one of us. This is what Jesus does in every one of us. And, and, and Jesus is going to begin to reveal changes that, that need to happen in your life, that the spirit comes upon you, and you begin to see things happen, like we've talked about all the way through the Sermon on the Mount series. Jesus, said, these are the things you look for. As the Spirit comes into your life and transform you, you're going to live out the stuff that Jesus was talking about. Don't be angry with your brother reconciled to him. You said the, the people that are building uh, this firm foundation here and now, that, that are living this out in this life, they, they do things like forgive their brother. They, they do things like turning the other cheek. They do things like not looking at a woman lustfully. They do things like pray for their enemies. They, they do things like take, take the speck out of their own eye. They don't worship money they, they seek the kingdom of God above everything else in their lives. You see, the, the people that, that are walking wisely, th- this is what it looks like. And he, he starts up in 24. So the first verse of reverse this week, Matthew 7, 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, who does them, th- these these are the wise ones who are building this life well. And, and you do them not because they're your salvation. They're not your salvation, right? Praying for your enemy is not going to save you. Being reconciled to your brother isn't going to, to save you. But what, what you recognize is these are the very things that Jesus has done for you that when you, you come to the cross and Jesus removes that burden of guilt and says, you're forgiven. It is transformative in such a way that you will forgive everybody in your life that needs forgiving. When you receive the mercy of God, it will flow out of you. And forgiving becomes the way of the cross. And the same thing, that you, you'll love your enemy, that, that Jesus, while you were an enemy of the, of the Christ, while you were an enemy of God, he went to the cross so that you might be saved. While you were still off sinning and running away from God when you were in treason, Jesus said, I love you so that I will die for you. These are the very things that Jesus has done for us. We don't manufacture them, but as we experience them from heaven, they become a part of who we are. That we become more and more like Jesus. Our our flesh is diminished and crucified with Christ so that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. They they flow out of your life as, as a response to this moment of salvation at the crucifixion. Jesus says watch for these things. Be sensitive to the spirit as the spirit brings these things into your life. That you will do the very things that God is doing. And there's going to be tremendous growth in your life. It will be steady, solid, built on Christ. So Jesus said "There's, there's people who are building wisely the people that do, do what I say, here and now. He says, but then he moves these foolish builders. There's a lot of people who build their lives in such a way that it inevitably will collapse. And there's a couple of notes that, that we need to make here. And one of those is Jesus is acknowledging on this side of eternity, so before Jesus comes back again, There will continually be storms on the horizon. And whether you follow Jesus or not, there are going to be storms that are coming. Um, And and they're going to be coming quickly. It's it's a sign of of this present age. It's a consequence of evil. It's a product of sin. It's, It's a reality of this current condition that we live in. Now, there's a a day coming when those storms will cease, when Jesus comes back again and we live in eternity, but until then, we are under siege. You're you're going to be hit often, And, and Jesus says, walk with me, and if you walk with me, you can withstand the storm. If you don't, it's going to take you out. If you ignore the teachings of Jesus, you will be swept away in the chaos of worldly catastrophe. You see, there there are people who live their life like this. It's the foolish way to live our lives. They ignore the, the teachings of Scripture, they ignore what Jesus is teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. And, and when they sin or when, let's say, they won't forgive their brother or they look at someone lustfully, often we give ourselves the excuse to sin. We look up and say, well, I did it and lightning didn't strike me. I, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I made it through. And, and this happens in all kinds of ways. We'll work seven days a week and we'll say, I made it fine. It didn't, it didn't seem that bad. But listen to Jesus as he teaches. This is a moment of prophecy. He says there's a storm coming. You look at somebody with, with jealousy. You say, oh, I, I, I didn't get struck by lightning. But the storm is coming. We, we hear people say that they're, they're going to live their lives for themselves. I'm going to live for me. And, and I'm going to get what, what I'm going to get. I'm going to get my money. I'm going to get my ways. I'm going I'm to let me be the focus. And then we'll figure it out from there. And so far, so good. But the storm is coming. And, and we hear people say this often. I, I know they hurt me. And I, I cannot forgive them. I'm, I'm not going to be hurt by them anymore. And I, I cannot forgive them one more time. And Jesus says, A storm is coming. You know, our, our lives are often foolish and incomplete and, and an excuse to sin. We live our lives like this and say, well, I haven't been struck by lightning yet as as this excuse to ignore God's teaching. And as Jesus lays this out, you you can ignore him for a while, but but a storm is coming. And this, this is the truth and promise of Scripture. If you continue to ignore what Jesus is saying, the storm will pummel you into humiliation. So that this time is coming. It, it's only held off for so long. And when the storm hits for everybody who ignores God and refuses Jesus' teaching, the storm is going to be devastating. And don't miss Jesus here saying wrath. Is on its way. That's that's one matter of this foolish building. But I also want you to look down with me at verse twenty-eight. So Matthew seven, twenty-eight. That when Jesus finished these words, he finished the Sermon on the Mount, He's finished teaching, that the crowds were amazed at what Jesus had said. And and this seems like a positive statement. And in fact, it could be a positive statement. But we need to recognize together that the crowds who followed Jesus were as quick to desert him as, as they were to come near to him. And Jesus has already hinted at, at something here that, that we have to wrestle with. Both of these builders, the, the, the builder who, who built wisely and the builder who built foolishly, this is both heard his word. Both knew his teaching amazed at, at what he had said. They, they loved him. The, the crowd was in awe in what, of what Jesus had taught and how Jesus had taught it. And, and you, you can spend your whole life taking in the word and studying the word and diving into the word and never actually do it. You can love Jesus' teaching and want more of Jesus' teaching and never actually live out what he has called you to do. When he says, follow me, you don't move, right? If it never turns into action, it will destroy you. Jesus says that's the difference in these two builders. One of them does what I say. The other dismisses what I say. And, and the church has a bad habit of, of, of studying the word and, and, and learning the word and teaching the word but failing to do the word. Like James warns us, let us be not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. You see, the only way that we can endure this life and find any hope is to live out Jesus' teaching in an exacting matter. See, we can receive Jesus' commands readily They mean nothing if if we don't live them. For you to know their benefit, you have to live them because there's a storm coming. The lightning is going to strike and life will be tested. Jesus, he, he gives us good instruction for the here and now, for, for today uh, here in, in the Sermon on the Mount. We're, we're going to find that next week too. Ne- next week we move into our study of Proverbs and we'll start Proverbs 1.1 next week. And, and much of that we, we see this real wisdom for today. And Jesus is, is clarifying that for us. Of, of what today looks like, that there's this rhythm to life, that there is this code, the sort of code that, that really it all works by that was set up at creation itself. And, and if you fail to live out the, the principles of Scripture and the, the things that Jesus teaches, you're, you're going to be crushed. But there's a couple of things that we need to recognize about Jesus um, in this, this text. It's like John 1.1, 1, 1, or, or Colossians 1.16. When we think about the incarnate Christ, sometimes we miss those verses that, that point us back to the beginning and that, that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with God, that, that Jesus was there in that moment of creation in the beginning. And when we come in near to Jesus, We're coming in near to to the creator, the one who knows the math, the code, the the laws that govern this physical universe. And in that way, he is the one who can bend and break those laws to his will. I I want us to look back at that text we we read earlier. Pastor Aaron read for us earlier in the service. um, Matthew 8, 24. Look at this with me. Matthew 8, 24 through 27. There was a great storm on the sea. That storm was on the horizon. and want you to recognize the, the moment that the disciples are in, the great storm, so that the boat is being covered by the waves. Th- this, this feels like one of those most dire situations in life. This is a life or death moment for the apostles of Jesus Christ. And, and recognize what's happening here. The boat is being covered in waves and Jesus is asleep. There's a calm in the creator that the disciples haven't found. There's a calm in the creator because the creator knows the cosmos. The creator knows how all of this works. And, And in fact, the wind and the waves submit to the will of the Christ. Verse 25, they came and woke him up and said, save us, Lord, we're perishing. They thought they were facing death when they were on the boat with the creator and Jesus gets up He says, why are you afraid? Why do you have such little faith? The storms of this life are nothing compared to who the Christ is. Jesus gets up, rebuked the winds and the sea and it became perfectly calm. they, They were amazed and said, what kind of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obeys him. Jesus is the only one who can say, hush, be still to the storms of this life. They're coming. Will you be near to the Christ when they come? You see, there there are clouds on the horizon. And and when we've been overwhelmed by this life, Jesus can drive that darkness away here and now. Jesus drives that darkness away today. And he says, come with me. There, there is a path to follow. There's a, there's a way to build your life forward. And he says, when, when, when fear overwhelms you, no, know I am near. Look up to the cross and be saved. And so Jesus lays all this out. There, there's the plan, and there's a created order of things for you to live out your life here and now. And that, that plan of salvation begins at the cross. Right? Salvation only comes through the cross of Jesus Christ. And so for now, when, when we're here on this side of eternity, we, we build with Jesus. And we build with Jesus as our cornerstone of our lives. And he says, you, you will make it through When you you build that way in the here and now. We're going to see a lot of the same thing in Proverbs. Ways to obey God and build life today. And Jesus, you can know real blessing. It's It's not even just surviving the storms. You'll survive the storms and you will know the blessing of living life with the Creator. But in this, we also wanna recognize that that the cross transforms that opportunity from a now opportunity into an eternal opportunity. Where even still today, Jesus builds. If we go and look at, at John 14, the beginning of that chapter just before the crucifixion, Jesus is preparing the disciples for the crucifixion and the resurrection that's coming. And Jesus says everybody that responds to his voice the the people that love him and listen to him, the the people that that follow him on that way. Jesus says, I want you to know something. While you build a life here and now, I am building a life in eternity for those who love me. For for everyone who comes in near to Jesus and surrenders their life for them, he's building a home, a dwelling, a place that's perfect in eternity for you so you can go and be with him. Jesus says, I'm, I'm going somewhere else to an eternal home that I'm going to prepare for you. And when the time comes, I'm going to take you with me. He says, for all who cling to the cross, for everybody that, that comes to the crucifixion, for their salvation, Jesus says you have a new home with me built in heaven by the nail-scarred hands of Christ. A home you will know if the cross is your salvation. See this this life that, that Jesus is building is right and true. And this life that Jesus builds is our only way through. Let us submit to the Spirit of God this morning. Let us pray. Lord, we trust that your Spirit is moving among us And we, we want to be people who immediately obey you. Think about those first apostles going about their day, and you said, Follow me. And immediately they left their life and followed you. Lord, we want to be a church like that that will leave the lives that we have built. Surrender them at the foot of the cross and follow you this morning. And Lord, we we pray that whatever those things are in our lives that need to change, that your spirit would change them right now. Whatever we need to give up, Lord, take it away. Whatever we need to pick up, put into our hands. Wherever we need to go, Lord, point us in that direction. Lord, we love you and we want to follow you. Show us the way, Father. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.